can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Before we start this episode, we'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the enormity of the bushfire crisis Australia is currently facing. If you're in a position to join us in donating, organisations accepting donations include the Red Cross, Salvation Army, Wires, Wildlife Victoria and Food Bank. We'd also like to thank our hardworking firefighters and volunteers aiding in the recovery effort. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ the podcast. I'm your host Joanna Fleming and I am your co-host Hannah First. Welcome back, everybody, to... Oh, it's a well, new year, it new is me. A new year. What was What's, that? Ugh. I don't know. <laughs> What's your new... She doesn't want to be here. What's your new... Well, I don't like coming back from holidays and going back to work. Like, yeah. does anyone? Yeah. Did you have any New Year's resolutions? So, my New Year's resolution last year was to start Reformer Pilates. Oh, I started my God, that. You did. Okay, so I started it around Australia Day last year. Yeah. I've been doing it twice to three times a week oh since then. Have you got abs yet? Yes. Amazing. Like, I can't even tell you how much I love Pilates. It's changed my life. Anyone that wants to do Pilates, highly recommend. I Pilates isn't paying me it. to say no. <laughs> <laughs> um, My New Year's resolution. Yeah, what was yours? <laughs> I don't want to talk What was about yours it. last year? <laughs> I'm trying to uh, remember what my Lose five was... kilos? No, yeah, it was probably lose five kilos last year. I've actually got my sister's wedding in Feb. This yeah. is going to be, this is like me being really honest right now. Okay. Like really honest. Hit and us like, with it. I actually just want to look the best I've ever looked yep. by February 16. Yep. That's basically my new, that was basically. Why, why is that? Because <laughs> it's my sister's wedding. And why else? And my ex-boyfriend will be there. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. Um, I don't know. I just thought like, you know, turning 30, what, 31 doesn't mean that your life is over. <laughs> no one said it, did I know, <laughs> but I think in my head I was like, it's all downhill from here. Oh, no. But actually I feel like. That's not true. I can look the. I don't like you know. Thirty's like, the new twenty. You know, Hannah. like you like you, you'll never look better than you did at twenty one. I don't believe that. I think I look better now. Well, I think I'm gonna look better by February 16, two thousand twenty. You've seen the dress that I'm wearing. I have. It's my very sister nice. was. Real, I picked it out. Uh, yeah, actually, Joanna mm. did, and my sister's not happy with it. Sorry, Alice. I don't care. I'm still wearing it. <laughs> All right, so what's on today's episode? So we've got a special guest today, a podiatrist, because so many people messaged us asking about foot issues. So we're going to talk about that. And then we're also talking about cleansing and our products we didn't know we needed. So welcome to our next guest. Sarah is a podiatrist and she is going to join us to talk feet because yes. this has been a highly requested topic amongst our listeners. And Joe and I don't know anything about it. We don't it. know anything about <laughs> it. So Sarah, welcome. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, well, my name's Sarah. I'm a podiatrist, as you just mentioned. Um, I practice at the Kilmore and Mullen Podiatry Clinic. So we have four clinics just on the outskirts of Melbourne and I part own those. So I work in and, and manage them. Um, I've been a practicing podiatrist for 
nearly nine years now, so I've seen my fair share of feet. Yes. Um, and I assure you all, it's nothing to be concerned or embarrassed about. I feel like it's all the, the one, stuff is totally normal. But one part of the body that most people like don't have like amazing feet. Or well, you've seen some amazing feet? No one has amazing no. feet. Okay, I great. I promise you all that. <laughs> what about foot models? And even them, really, feet are feet. Even, <laughs> even Kim Kardashian gets flack for her feet. Does she? Because she apparently has like a thing that looks like an extra toe. Oh, yeah. I never oh, really? knew that. I didn't yeah. know that either. Yeah, I'll show you a pic yeah. later. I'm a big oh, Kim okay. fan. Oh, I know. Okay. <laughs> We'll do this in our own I'll diagnose. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you what it all is. So what are the most common feet issues that you deal with? Do you see a lot of old people? Yes. Yes, yeah. but it's not all old people. Yeah. So um, we probably at our practice, we probably see about half-half. So mm-hmm. um, some of the most common stuff we see, we do a lot of skin and nail care, and that's probably yeah. what a lot of the questions will be about today. Yeah. Um, ingrown toenails is probably the most common thing that we see. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of other stuff, we do a lot of musculoskeletal aches and pains, um, mm-hmm. so ankle pain, heel pain, that sort of thing. And heel pain is by far the most common injury that we deal with. So Okay. Can you tell us a little bit more about ingrown toenails? I've no. never had one, no, but oh, apparently they're one. very painful. I've had many women compare it to childbirth. <gasps> what? Yes. Really? Yes, yes. It can be very, very, very painful Ooh. and it is so, so common. So it can range from just the most basic sort of little niggle at the corner of your toenail. Yeah, I've had that. To the skin. No, 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 I've had that. And yeah, even yeah. that can be pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, it is. And then when it gets really bad, it can get to really nasty infections. Um, and where the nail meets the side of the skin, yeah. um, as the nail grows and depending on the shape of our nails, genetics, um, pressure from footwear, the way we cut them. There's so many factors that can contribute. It's when that nail will pierce or, or break the skin at the side. Mm. Um, and it can be a really, really minor thing that might just need to be clipped out. But the problem is because of the location or where the nail is, our body's response to that wound is to become inflamed, which mm-hmm. is usually part of the healing response can be a good thing. But because of that inflammation, that skin around the side of the nail gets really puffy and really red and really sore and it actually makes the problem worse. It actually, that skin almost overlaps the nail and the nail has nowhere to go but further into the skin. So it pretty much got a spike of nail into the skin. And if we've got a break in the skin, that's when bacteria can get in and it becomes infected. So that's when it needs to be treated. So you don't recommend people try and get that out themselves. No, No. no, definitely not. Like that's happened to me where it it started to like grow a little bit, but I just like then cut it and like pull it out. Yeah, listen, in some t- yeah. in some cases just, you know, especially if it's in the very top corner, yeah. it's pretty easy to manage and if yeah. you cut it out yourself, it can be okay. Yeah. The risk is if you cut most of it out and leave a tiny little spike yeah. and then the nail keeps growing in length and that spike keeps growing and then yeah. that spike can grow into the skin. And that's Ooh. what we say all the time, that it starts off with nothing, people self-treat and then they end up with either something really, really painful or potentially infected. Yeah, that sounds um, really awful. But it's not it's not saying that you can't try and treat mm. it yourself. It's really mild. Um, the key thing is never cut too far and if you're not sure... Seek help. Yeah. I have watched some videos. Have, of course. Oh, you're, one of, you're one of those. <laughs> yeah. There's two um, kinds of people. Yeah. Two, like people what that hate watched? watching it or sickos like you. You're yeah. a, she's a sicko. <laughs> so, <laughs> what if you watch? I used to follow this podiatrist on oh, Of course you did. Because <laughs> I love these videos and they show people them like clipping out ingrown. Oh, like the, They like show the, the operation. Yeah. Yep, yep. yep. And it, 
there's something that's satisfying. Is there something wrong with me? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, I show but you. There's I love not. That... I love doing them. Yeah. But I love, <laughs> I love doing the surgery. It's the best. I love that you're not normal though. Yeah. You appear quite normal on the surface, <laughs> but you really deep down are not. Yes. And I think that's what I love about you. Okay. Now I have a question for myself. <laughs> sure. This like, happens every time. I can't go to a pub. Yeah. Or a yeah. <laughs> oh, you're a podiatrist. Well, I've got this infection. What do you see? So every time I go to the nail salon to get my pedicure yep so i have this like on my big toe none of the other toes actually i've got two problems the first one <laughs> i feel like you I'm turn every you guest segment feed. into a consultation <laughs> I, know, for I know i do that's why why do you think i'm doing this podcast <laughs> um so the very top corner of both big toes is like a yep. little bit yellow yep and then they usually like scrape out some gunk from in there when I'm at the like nail salon okay it's not much but they, I can I can see them just scraping out like dirt or whatever but the yep. little side is yellow like a little bit okay that's the first one the second one is that my little toe always falls off <laughs> right <laughs> what your toe nail Always. Oh. I can't keep that little toe there. And it, and so what they do at the nail salon usually is they like shellac my skin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. Oh, my God. I didn't Actually, that's that. one thing I have to say that everyone thinks they have a weird little toenail. Everyone's got like okay. everyone has a weird. There's yeah. no normal little toenails. They're always the weird ones. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is quite common. Okay. Yes, so. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The fact that it keeps falling off. It's most likely due to trauma. Okay. Um, so, and usually the little Heels toenails. And, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, you, because the little toenails are on the outsides of the feet mm-hmm. and footwear, especially women's footwear, will mm. usually be tapered much closer than what the, like, than what our feet actually should be. So, mm. they're usually far too tight for us. So, if that's been subjected to ongoing repetitive pressure, so not enough, yeah. not enough to cause pain, but day in, yeah. day out from footwear, most likely to get a little bit of damage to what's called the nail matrix where the na- or the nail root. Yeah. Um, and if that gets a little bit of damage, then it can either stop growing or become damaged. The nail can start to lift and come off. So that's okay. most likely what's happening there. Not a big deal. No. You're not going to die from it or that's anything fine. like that. I feel just, like you know, I'm scraping the stuff out of your nails normal. Is that normal? Is that like a fungal thing? It could be. Okay. So. If there's any discoloration, especially like a brown or yellow or even like a chalky white discoloration, it could be a fungal infection. Now, if it's at the very end of the toenail in the top corner, if you're going to get one, that's where you'd want it to be because it's much easier to treat the further Mm. away from the base of the nail that it is. But it could be some other things as well. There's so many things it could be. If it's just a little bit there and it's scraping away, it could just be where the free nail... Um, is separated from the skin and you're just getting a build-up of skin and nail debris under there yeah. and it's something that's scraped away easily and that's it. That's probably all it is. Yeah. Could be a mild fungal infection. It could be some damage to the nail where it's starting to lift off. Okay. It could even be other things such as psoriasis, which is a skin condition. To so. be honest, I've had shellac on there for so long now, I don't even know if it's still there. I've had shellac on my nails for ages and before I started doing that, I had a fungal nail infection, which was gross. Mm. And it wasn't Describe like... Describe it to us. Oh, it was like a kind of discoloration of the nail and as you said like a chalky white kind of like discoloration on the edge and so I started um I did a little bit of googling and I was filing them down a little bit and then using tea tree oil because I tried to use rejuvenail and that didn't really do anything for me and the tea tree oil fixed it and I don't Ah. usually believe in natural remedies but that worked is Is that a there? that is a really interesting point you brought up so there's two things I can say to that so 
What you're describing sounds like a really typical one of the few kinds of fungal nail infections you can get, but it's actually really common if you're using nail polish like for a long time or yeah. over, you can get this white residue that looks very much like a fungal nail infection, but it actually isn't. Ah. Um, it's sort of like a buildup of the keratin cells or a drying of the keratin cells. It oh. can happen from the acetone that's in the nail remover. So it may or may not have been a fungal infection. Oh, that makes me feel a bit and, better. Yeah, and it's, it's really, really common. We see it heaps in women that just wear nail polish a lot. They sort of just so do they come into you and go, "I've got a fungal nail infection." You're like, "No." Yeah, and and it's hard. Listen, we can't say for sure. Yes, yeah. it is or it isn't based on observation because they yeah. look so similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when you can get you know scrapings of the nail taken and, and yeah. getting it tested, and then we know how to treat it properly. Yeah. The tea tree oil is a really interesting one as well because that's commonly been one of our sort of like go-to home remedies and a lot of podiatrists and healthcare professionals have recommended it and it's pretty controversial because in actual fact there's not really much evidence to say it does work. Yeah. Um, And there's actually now some evidence to say it can be dangerous in some cases as well. Or, I mean, dangerous in the fact that in some of the studies that they've done, all of the microbial properties of the tea tree um, can be effective like in vitro, so like in their testing, but not yep. maybe not necessarily in, in real life on human skin and nails. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it can, it does react with the air, so it um, oxidises. Oxidizes. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, and that can, the byproduct of that is pretty much over and over with repeated um, exposure to air can almost be like a bleach or turn ah. into very similar to a bleach. So in that way on open wounds and things like that can actually be dangerous. Okay. Um, and in Europe they were looking to either ban it or put much stronger warnings on it for ah. that reason. So um, it's a it's a sort of So don't use topic. the tea tree so, oil. Yeah, everybody but I mean, a lot of people use it and, and have no problems whatsoever. So that it makes it sound like a really like, big this is deal. Great. And it is, you know, it's, it's an option that I'll often sort of put to patients but yeah. be very careful to say, Yep, there's not much evidence to say it might do yep. this. And in some yeah. cases it can be can be dangerous. So that's yep. why they're always in a, you know, they're like a darker yeah. bottle because yep. exposure to light and yep. to air will actually change. And it's it. in so like a child-friendly so. bottle as well. So yeah. don't take my yeah. advice, everybody. So. Seek medical help. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to getting pedicures. Yes. Yep. Are some nail places riskier than others? Definitely. Okay. Um, okay, that was a, yeah, definitely, <laughs> that was a definitely. sure answer. Listen, what should main, you be looking for? Yes. If you can go somewhere that you can have your own kit. Okay. Oh. I know yeah, I go to a place that yep. have, has my own kit. Definitely. Oh, really? some good there. Mine boxes. has a printed out sign that says we... Use, use an auto autoclave. Oh, oh, fantastic. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. not Listen, that's usually the big... What's a centrifuge? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bomb. <laughs> no, it's where you separate blood. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking that. You should oh, be concerned if they're using that pedicure <laughs> place. What did I say? Autoclave. Yes. yes that, which is right. So in a podiatry clinic, we would use an autoclave and we would not use any Autoclave. Yes, okay. autoclave. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> um, and actually, that's that's excellent. Um if you can find someone that uses an autoclave and can prove that they actually do it, fantastic. Or if you can use your own kit. So the yep. problem with going to those places is if they're reusing some of the same instruments yeah. that they've used on the person before you or a million people before mm. you yep. is that all sorts of microorganisms you could be introducing to your feet. Yeah. Um, and even if they're clean, clean and sterile are very different things. So an autoclave means mm. that it's actually sterilised. Yep. So Should you ask if you go to a nail place to see it? I've never asked to see it. I just trust the sign on the Do wall. They, are, they opening, um, are they opening a fresh pack yes. for you? If it's coming out of a, its own bag and like oh. a sealed bag. So you should sign. make sure that it's coming out of a sealed yeah. bag. Yep. That is yep. really good advice. That is really, yep. really valuable or advice. Or if you're using your own, if your own kit. There's still some 
some risk there that if you're still exposed to a, a foot bath. Yeah, I was just about to say, like, areas. what about the little pedicure chair? So chairs? my pedicure chair, they always have, like, a new piece of plastic that they, like, oh. it, like, has new plastic each time each there's a new person using okay. it. Yeah, okay, that yeah. says, yeah, yeah, yeah. As many barriers as you can get between yeah. you and anybody else is, mm. the, is the best thing. Mm. Um, my so nails, that sounds actually good. Sounds, that sounds yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're both going to okay places. Are they ever using anything else? Because one thing I've seen... Um, in some places is even if they might use your own kit, but they still might use it like the burr that they use to shave down the, your nails. Yeah. That still might automatically be already on yes. the, um, okay. the drill that they use. Yeah. So yeah. whatever piece they're using on you, I'm going to also really... be still on your own. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to really pay attention next time. Yeah. Because we yeah, all want to avoid, clean, avoid. clean and sterile, definitely. Yes. Um, and, you know, clean might get rid of some bacteria, but not all. Fungus is a very resilient microorganism so mm. any sort of exposure that's pretty pretty easy to pick up what's so. the worst kind of fungal infection you've ever seen oh that's a really good question um i mean i've seen plenty of really 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 thick 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 nails just completely come off or crumble uh. away <laughs> or the worst is in really unhealthy people that there might be like a wound underneath the nail if oh. they're sort of oh. older poor circulation diabetes oh. etc do you deal have. with wounds on the feet and like wound recovery yes yeah. yes um in a private setting we don't do a heap of that sort of stuff if it's really yep. bad they end up in hospital yep. but yes yes we do see a lot of that stuff as well um with cracked heels do you get cracked heels or like thick um sometimes so do you when you're at the pedicure place i get them to i'm like can you use the um it's like a it's like a cheese grater yeah like yeah. a cheese grater and they're like no 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 that better come from an auto like, by the yeah. way it does, it does. and they're like no it's not thick enough i'm like please just do it anyway like <laughs> cut my feet open no, please. No, no. i like i pay the pe- the pedicure to me it's not worth it unless you get the cheese grater on your heel yeah so i've got a trick when it comes to cracked heels yes so liquid gold Oh, oh my god. god! Or if you you're not bougie enough for liquid gold, the ordinary glycolic solution. Yeah, okay. Like if you don't want to use your good liquid gold on your yeah. feet, and then Egyptian magic, which is basically over just like olive oil or like beeswax or something, over the top of that, mm. fresh feet in the morning. Put some socks on before you go to bed. Mm. Mm. Fresh in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So is the the rationale behind that? With the liquid gold, is yeah. that sort of like a um, chemical I guess, yeah, debriding agent? Yeah, yeah. So it's breaking down moisture. the dry skin yep. and then you're like coating it with like an occlusive balm yep. and locking in the moisture. Thoughts and, sounds, and feelings on that? The rationale behind that is absolutely perfect. So yeah. thank you. dry cracked heels can can be worse in, in certain people and we yeah. see heaps of that as well, especially this time of year. So mm, yeah. one of the key things that we see when it gets warmer is that people are in open sandals and thongs mm-hmm. and we're exposing it to um, That's why my up. heels got mm. worse in the few past few weeks. Yep, yep, definitely. <sighs> um, but then really? there's also so many other factors yeah. that can make it worse. So repetitive pressure on the heels, people with higher BMI, we see it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, in As we get older, properties of the skin starts to change. So think of the function of the heel. It's got, you know, we've got a fat pad deeper to the heel. So, um, and its role is to absorb shock. So we need that skin to be quite mobile. When you're not weight-bearing on your heel, your heel looks very different to when you're weight-bearing. You can sort of yep. see like squish out almost. Yep. So you need your skin to have elastic properties to deal with that. If we start to lose some of that stretch or elastic properties from our skin, it's more likely to split because of the stress on the skin. So you okay. really need the skin to stay as hydrated as possible. As we age or other medical conditions can lead to drying of the skin, but also simple environmental factors like wearing open shoes that little bit more. So yep. if you're prone to getting that hard, dry skin, which is due to pressure as well, um, having it removed in some way 
um, it, taking that skin off and then adding moisture back yeah. is the way to go. And maintaining so the results. You, yeah, yeah, exactly what yeah. you said. So debriding it, having someone debride it for you, whether that be at a pedicure place, if it's safe and clean. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. a podiatrist, don't be afraid to see a podiatrist yeah. for that sort of treatment. Um, don't ever go in there asking for a pedicure. You will, <laughs> and will get the shits and hate you. <laughs> but if you go for general skin and nail care, you can have that done in a safe environment. Do you enjoy properly. doing that? I don't. I don't hate it. It's fine. Oh, see, I'd get, I'll like, happily a bit do of it. Pleasure you know, out of I that. feel like you've chosen it's, the wrong career. For I think I might. Do you want a job? I feel like I you should I might. be hiring. Yeah. You want a job. <laughs> yeah. I'm not qualified, but I, I really, really feel like you'd be a great <laughs> detail. Don't worry about I it. I just feel like you'd make a lot of like noises. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd be good at a lot of things yeah. that aren't my job. But yeah, <laughs> cool. I did want to ask, what's your thoughts on Milky Foot? Because mm. Hannah and I are thinking We're of trying thinking of it doing and reporting it. back. And, oh, for experiment, yes. absolutely go for it. You guys are young and healthy and it's, be safe enough to do so. Okay. Oh my, I Who get shouldn't? asked that all the time. <laughs> Anyone with any sort of medical condition, actually most people because it's dumb, it doesn't work. Okay. People come in pretty regularly with the aftermath of it. So oh. it's sort of just this peeling, flaking skin. That, that doesn't stop. Off. It stops eventually, yeah. but yeah, it's not it's not ideal. We're doing it. Okay, <laughs> um, maybe Hannah can do it. And no, I'll we see do how it together. goes. <laughs> so for experiment's sake, for content, absolutely yep. go for it. <laughs> anything for content. <laughs> but if it's to actually try and address your dry cracked eels or okay. callous skin. Do not do it. So first of all, I'm not sure of the exact ingredients, but if it's some sort of salicylic acid or something mm. like that, if it's put on an even layer onto your skin that doesn't necessarily have even build-ups of yeah. dry cracked skin, yeah. well, the effects aren't really going to be ideal. You can yeah. end up attacking some healthy tissue, yeah. which you don't want to do. Um, okay. And, yeah, the the excessive peeling of the skin, yeah, people often come in weeks later and go, what? <laughs> and if you're damaging that skin barrier, you're more likely to pick up other infections like tinea, et cetera. Yeah. Cause pain, cause infections, yeah. Yeah. So you just touched on tinea. Can you give us a brief overview of what the hell that is? Sure. And how to treat it. Yes, definitely. It's a fungal infection of the skin. So okay. very pretty much the same thing as what's happening in the nails. And even yep. in the nails, it's often affecting the skin underneath the nail and that needs to be treated as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so any sort of exposure to that fungus, so whether that's sharing shoes with someone, a shower at the gym. Um, in a hostel, wet, Hannah. Yep, that's common. common <laughs> but common I always, wet areas. so I've, I got it when I was younger and I was, I think it was because I used to, like when you're young, you use that shared pool, which yep. I would never do now. <laughs> but What shared pool? Like at school. Oh, like public, public, like pools. public pool. Yeah, disgusting. Like, yeah, and so yeah. I think that's why I was getting it as a, like a young teenager, mm. but I haven't got it since then because I don't go to public pools anymore. Is tinea the same thing as athlete's foot? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thought yeah. so. Yep. Okay. Yep. yep. And that is almost definitely how you got it. So especially yep. common wet areas, warts and tinea everywhere. Warts as well. Oh, I've got so much to talk about. Gross, gross, <laughs> I've been gross. here all day. So many things. Um, yeah, listen, the good news is it's very easily treated yeah. and okay. it's actually very underdiagnosed. So even back to your point about the dry cracked heels, if yep. you're suffering with really dry feet all the time and nothing's really working, um, there's a very good chance it actually could be a tinea infection as well. Okay. It can present in many different ways. So mm. people often think it's tinea is just between the toes and it's yeah. red and itchy and that's one like very common way. Like uh, a... Yeah, like a split between yeah, the toes or yeah. sort of a spreading rash. But yeah. it can can be all over the feet and it can be just a very mild flaking or dryness across okay. the feet. So if you're suffering with dry cracked heels or really dry feet, 
might even be worth using an antifungal cream to get Mm -hmm. rid of it. So treatment usually just involves any of your over-the-counter treatments from pharmacy. Look for anything with terbinafine in it. That works much quicker. You want to be using it for two to four weeks. It'll disappear much quicker than that, but keep using it. Mm -hmm. Fungus keeps popping up. Mm -hmm. The quicker you get on top of it on your skin, the less likely it is to get into your nails as well. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely an overlap there with the two things. So many good oh, tips, Sarah. I seriously loved that. Also, can I please come into the <laughs> clinic so and watch like an ingrown toenail removal? Oh, yeah. Yes, anytime. Oh, I would like anytime, to come on down. Thank you. It is so much fun. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Sarah. My pleasure. So today we're talking about cleansing. Yes. Um, very important. Um, ever since you've drilled it into me that I need to be cleansing. I cleanse every day, twice a day now. Oh, but there was a very God. long time where I didn't. Yeah. Um, I thought baby wipes. I used to use baby wipes mm. as a younger woman. So did I. <laughs> Before yeah. I started in beauty, yeah, I used yeah. to I used froth to use, a makeup but wipe. Yeah. Not, no, no, no. Not a makeup wipe. An Aldi baby wipe. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just like love Aldi, clearly. Yeah. Okay. Um, Do, are they offering sponsorships? No. Or, like, are you getting paid? <laughs> I don't know about no, that. No, they just, I just, well, my mum used to buy the Aldi here we come back to Linda again. <laughs> Sorry, I was about to say panty liners, but yes, she used to buy them in bulk too. But the Aldi baby wipes, and we would okay. all use those as our cleanser in okay. my household. Have we all changed over or is there some yes. people in the household um, still using them? I think Linda, my mom, is like not 100% on the cleansing okay. bandwagon. Linda? Alice, yeah, Alice uses um, liquid gold to cleanse. I'm That's not, not a I'm, cleanser. It's not a cleanser. <laughs> is, she, is she aware of that? Is she like uh, taking a mascara off? I've told, I've told her. Um, me and Ruby, my other sister, we both now cleanse. Good. I'm glad to hear so that. So let's talk about why cleansing is so important. Yes. Okay. So I particularly want to touch on double cleansing because a lot of people ask me whether it's necessary. Cleansing in general, even if you're just doing one cleanse, good on you. That's more than most people are doing. You actually said to me that you thought one of the reasons that my skin cleared up was that because I wasn't cleansing properly. Yeah. 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 And all it the bacteria. Is, honestly, not cleansing properly is the root of a lot of issues mm. and a lot of skin concerns. So I think just introducing a really good cleanser to your routine and making sure you're doing that twice a day is really important. Um, but then double cleansing when you're wearing makeup and sunscreen is also really important. So your first cleanse... Generally, I'd say use like a, an oil cleanser if you can or a face halo or whatever you what prefer to use What about like Bioderma? First. You could use Bioderma as a as a first makeup remover because that's essentially what that step is, is to, to get remove your makeup. makeup, dirt, oil, sunscreen, and then your actual cleanser that is tailored to your concerns can actually do what it's meant to do. What is it meant to do? Well, it's meant to like treat your concerns. Right. So if you're using, you might be using an active cleanser with AHA and BHA That's what in I it. Do. Yep. Yeah. So um, I really like the ASAP daily facial cleanser for that. That's got AHA in it. I love the Murad AHA, BHA exfoliating cleanser. I use um, the Aspect Puristat. Yes. Great. I think I always thought that those exfoliating cleansers were too harsh, but the one that I use is not harsh at all. Yeah, I don't find them I don't no. find them harsh. It depends some people may be overusing them. I don't find it necessary to double cleanse twice a day. I okay. think just cleansing with a gentle cleanser in the morning yep. is enough and then doing your skincare and your makeup and whatever. And then at night when you're removing heavy makeup or mm-hmm. sunscreen and all the crap that but builds up But even just the dirt the and day. grime of the day. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I – like do you remember when I was overseas, I used some Bioderma after a day out and yeah. about – it looked like I had dirt on my I face. I know, it's disgusting. Like you I, don't realise how much you don't shit realize builds how much up on your face. builds up from just being outside or whatever. That's what mortifies me about people mm. wearing makeup to bed. 
I'm like, do you oh, understand what's I've in your done face? That. I've done that before. Have you ever done that before? Yeah, but when I was like 18. I would never do that now. It doesn't mm. matter how many drinks I've had. Neither. Never. It but doesn't I, matter. if Even if I don't remember having a shower, I've had one and I've cleansed my face properly. Yeah. But like an example of a cleansing routine for someone with like pigmentation concerns, for example, would be using the clinic Take the Day Off Cleansing Balm as your makeup remover as your first step and then like I love those cleansing balms yeah I know they're really nice and Mm. the Murad um, environmental shield essential C cleanser which is um, basically a brightening antioxidant cleanser which would be great for someone with pigmentation concerns Um, but there's lots of ways that you could tailor your cleansing routine just as you do with your serums and your moisturizers you can do the same with a cleanser something that someone mentioned to me the other day which I didn't know was like did you know you actually need to cleanse for 30 seconds is that true in because, some instances. Because like you need, when you're using a cleanser, like especially yeah. if you're using like a cosmeceutical more expensive cleanser, yes. you're not getting the benefits of all the ingredients yeah. if you're just splashing it on and, yeah. sp- and then taking it off. I do agree with that. Um, I basically just work it. I'm not counting to 30 in my yeah. head. I'm just working it into the skin. It might be 30 seconds. It might be 15 seconds, but I'm allowing it a bit of time on the skin, especially if you're using something with AHAs or BHAs in it. You want it to be actually actually able to do something. Even if they're botanical ingredients, you still want that to be able to have an impact. So do you think with people that are having breakouts, they might not be cleaning their skin enough or it totally depends. enough? Yeah, it totally depends on the individual with the, the skin concern. I think with some forms of acne and breakouts, there certainly is an element of hygiene there and maybe mm. not cleansing their skin properly or regularly enough or with the right product. I think maybe a lot of those people are in a similar boat to you where yep. you were experiencing breakouts but as soon as you started cleansing properly you were like oh my skin's cleared up I just think like it was an alchemy of a few different things yes but definitely I wasn't aware that all of that particularly someone like me that has oily skin and Mm. like all my pores getting blocked yes like I can understand now why I was breaking out yeah and just changing a cleanser isn't going to get rid of acne it's a holistic approach there's a lot of things to look at but yes there is sometimes a hygiene element there yes very hygienic now (laughs) (laughs) um so something that I get asked a lot about is the types of cleansers too what type of cleanser are you using at the moment I am using an exfoliate no gel there are types of cleansers that are more suited to each skin type this this is highly dependent again on the individual formula so it does depend on the ingredients that are actually in the product but as a general rule a foaming cleanser is um, great for combination to oily skin for example the Clarins gentle foaming cleanser is really good for that Um, a gel like my fave um, I've used the ASAP gentle cleansing gel for years Um, I recommend that for all skin types Um, and oil as we said is a great makeup remover are you using a cleansing oil or you like a balm? Um, I have a balm. So mm-hmm. I do, I either take my makeup off. It depends how lazy and how late it is. Yep. I either use the Bioderma Micellar Water mm-hmm. or I use um, the Estee Lauder Micro Cleansing Balm. Yeah. But what I didn't know, which I know now, is that your face has to be dry. Yes, <laughs> it does. It doesn't work. Yeah, I think because, a lot of people don't realise yeah, that with the oil, oil and balms. The oil and the water, it just like slips off your face. Yeah, it and doesn't. it turns into, it goes really milky. Yeah. So when you are using an oil cleanser, and oil cleansers are excellent for removing makeup, but they're also suitable for all skin types, including oily. They're particularly good for dry skin types because they help to replenish the skin. I actually um, have a funny story on that. Because yeah. I was using the Purity, is it the Cosmetics yes, Purity yeah, yeah, Cleanser? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I had it in my shower. This is before I knew anything 
anything. So yeah. I just started a door and I got a sample of it and I started using it. I was like, this stuff is so shit. <laughs> oh, that's Honestly, what you said. That is what yes. you said about um, tubing mascara. <laughs> yes. And what do you have to say yes, about tubing okay, mascara? Guys, I'm really, really sorry. sorry. Just a tangent. I am yeah. going to go back to cream cleansers, yes. but let's just touch on this. So I said to Joanna the other day, I was like, I feel really bad. I like said on the podcast that I hate tubing mascara. Guys, I love it. Like I actually am not <laughs> <She> up. <laughs> I just seriously. So what happened was because my skin's been so oily for summer, mm. my mascara like runs down my face and I just didn't think that, oh, the reason that I should be using tubing mascara is to stop that. It's yeah. been amazing. It's just I've, <laughs> I've had to perfect the removal. Yes. That's probably the main issue. Which I did say <laughs> in that episode. I'm like, it doesn't come off. Yeah. <laughs> but a cleansing balm doesn't get it off either. you got to actually It's warm, warm water, water and you just gently pull at your lashes. Sorry, guys, I'm really sorry. Like I know when yeah. I to so admit I've made a mistake. So if you threw your mascara out, we apologise. <laughs> Hannah actually does like that. And I actually do. I will say I use the Estee Lauder tubing mascara. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now back to cleansers. <laughs> yes. So the last one I wanted to talk about was cream cleansers. So um, these are best for normal to dry skin. I quite like the Cora Organics Cream Cleanser. Um, that's a cult fave as well. Um, that's a really nice cleanser. But yeah, that sort of breaks them down by skin type. Well, that was all very interesting. I <laughs> feel like I knew most of that for once. <laughs> did you though? Yeah, oh, I think okay. I did. I didn't know the types of cleansers per skin type, but all those things like oil having, like I knew I've, I've trial and errored to get yes. to this point yes. where I like, I now so know. So oil on dry skin if you're trying to remove makeup, that's our pro tip. Oh, and I actually didn't just mention there, I was like, it was shit, but I wanted to say that I wasn't using it properly. Yes. So the cosmetic it, one is good. <laughs> I just wasn't using it properly. <laughs> Products we didn't know we needed. So what's yours this week? <laughs> um, my product I didn't know I needed this week is the OPI Drip Dry Drops. Okay, drip so Dry Drops. Drip Dry Drops. <laughs> um, so these changed my life. So I normally get shellac, but I decided to have a break recently because my nails were starting to get really weak and breaking. And so whenever we've had events on, I've had to paint my own nails. Mm. And these drops are honestly the best thing ever. If you do your own manicures at home, they dry your nails, like touch dry in 60 seconds. I so don't you can believe walk around, it. You can pick your bag up, you can put your keys it. in. No, I'm serious. These drops are honestly the best. If you paint your own nails or you always do it at the last minute and you're like heading out the door and you always smudge them, you need these. They're honestly the best. Do you have something, this is just something I need. My mm -hmm. nails are so effed at the moment. Like, yep. So I'm literally, I'm like getting bloody nails because oh. – yeah, because like I today, like I've got this Band-Aid on because I like picked because it was so weak and I like started like pulling the little your bit. nail? Of, yeah. And then it like ripped off and started bleeding. What, what would you recommend for that? Um, You could get the OPI Nail Strengthener. I've had that one. That's okay. what I was using while I was trying to re-strengthen my nails. I, so I've had I, about a two-month break. So I've had to give up SNS. And okay. shellac because they crack and they chip because my nails are so weak. My nails are really flexible, so I can't get SNS anyway. Well, I've had to give it, it up. Snaps. I have these awful nails. So I wanted to strengthen them first. Yeah. And then I can go back and get shellac. Yeah, we've got heaps of nail strengtheners. Oh, okay. Yeah, just search the nail category. Okay. <laughs> I just anyway. use I just use this podcast to ask you questions. Yeah. <laughs> I don't bother. Um, what's your product you didn't know you needed? So this is like 
genuinely what happened to me recently. So my hair has been ridiculously dry. You mm. probably noticed. So nah. I oh, I've just it looks like straw. And the reason I think it looks like straw is because I've gotten so good at curling it. Yes. I'm now using hot tools You've all the time. You've been doing it all the time. Yes. Yeah. Have you noticed my hair is always amazing? Yeah. <laughs> I have actually. Yeah, noticed so that you're I curling it more. So I, I probably curl it like two or three times a week, and I don't always remember to use a heat protector. And can a heat protector really protect it that much from like two hundred and thirty degrees? Well, if you're curling your hair every day, it's not going to like completely protect it. Yeah. Though. So I've been doing that more, and my hair has felt like straw. Yeah. Like it has been really hard to straighten. So if you notice today, it's really soft. Now the mm-hmm. reason is I'd stopped using the Shuamura Ultimate Reset Mask. So what happened was I initially gave this to my sister to try. She had that white blonde straw hair. We both have frizzy dry hair. And she was like, it's $68. And she was like, honestly, I will pay that much for this mask. And so then I started using it when I dyed my hair. And it is like, it really, really works. What's in it? So it features extracts from the highest quality rice sauce from Hyojo, Japan, famed for their naturally enriched rice fields. Hannah, are you reading this? She's reading. Rice has been used for centuries. Don't trust it. By Japanese women for its soothing, hydrating properties. Anyway, it's also got vitamins, antioxidants, minerals. And I and and the thing about it, which I actually read on the site. <laughs> this Just, is going really she well. She likes the mask. It's really hydrating. It leaves okay, her hair feeling it's really, smooth. It's really different to any other mask, I'll be honest. And it's actually worth 68. Like, I you should have just said that. I would have. You asked me what was in it. I tried to give an answer. Um, so most of the time I would say I would never spend $68 on a mask, mm-hmm. but it is worth it in this case because if I've got, if I'm going out on the weekends, I wash my hair on Thursday, use this mask, my hair dries really soft mm. and then I'm able to like straighten it and curl it okay. without it being dry and straw-like. Yep. So I would really highly recommend this if you have very heat damaged or dry hair. Or haggard hair. Like haggard Hannah. hair like me. <laughs> um, but usually my hair, if it's not, super damaged I can still straighten it it looks yeah. sleek yeah it is not looking sleek at the moment okay yeah it's right. just lacking sleekness okay mm. so I highly recommend that one um anyway we're really happy to be back from holidays yeah we love it <laughs> I love it um no we, we do we love it <laughs> I do like holidays. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I go on holidays and I'm like, wow, I love not working. (laughs) See you next week, guys. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. 